This is May 13, 2021. I'm Commander Jan Trax, and this is the Loose Screws Podcast. Hooray! We are all here. Yay! That's right. Uh, Joining me today is Commander Chig. Hi, my name is Commander Chig. That's what we're supposed to do, right? So they know what my voice sounds like? Yes, it's about the voice. That's right. All right. Commander Dubs. E. E? E? That's all we get. Uh, Commander, Lieutenant Commander Data. Hello, everyone. I am Data. This is the sound of my voice. Commander Nurgle. I I am not Chig. <laughs> Do people get you mixed up with Chig? And uh, no, Chig. You should have had me talk. say that. You <laughs> said, "Hi, this is Nurgle." We should have done an intro. <laughs> oh damn it! Good. Next time. All right. Yep. And uh, uh, Commander NL Hate. Greetings and salutations. <sighs> That was Nurgle's thing. See? See? Funny guy. <laughs> Spin it all around. Complete change up. Complete change up. On today's episode, uh, news that uh, the Odyssey Planet Tech will not go to Horizons until the console launch. The Dodge the Gank event was really fun, but I totally messed up the stream and didn't notice until afterwards. So I'm very embarrassed about that. Uh, the Dredger and the Hesperus might be leaving us on the 21st. There's a new quiz show all about Elite. And then today, Thargoids appeared. And uh, there's a new message from Salvation, uh, possibly all related to that. So, guys, how y'all feeling this week? What's uh, Chig, are you unemployed yet? Yeah. Well, Not that's a hell of a way to ask about it. <laughs> <laughs> He's I, been still... pridefully talking yes. about it for a I'm while now. Excited. I thought it was yeah. fair game. Yeah, no, I've, I've, uh, I'm still technically working. We're technically still open, but I basically show up. You know, I'm trying to clean out the office furniture and stuff like that. So I show up for maybe an hour, hour and a half, and then kind of do whatever the hell I want the rest of the day. So I like planted a garden this week, like you know, peas and beans and carrots. <laughs> the the whole the whole kit and caboodle. Oh, it's, awesome! It's been a blast, and I've played a lot of video games. Yeah, it's been. I, I can't wait till I'm fully, fully unemployed. Nice. So, yeah. But I mean, one nice thing is next week that I'm planning on, I'm just going to start streaming Odyssey whenever the servers come up and just stream the shit show. I mean, stream the awesomeness that it will be <laughs> for for like almost the entire day. I'm just going to go with it. Nice. Yeah, that's my plan. Cool. Uh, Dubs, what's new in your neck of the woods? Oh, uh, I wouldn't say too terribly much. Did I already say that we finally got my wife a computer after her laptop shit the bed. Uh, I think it was still in in process last time. That was probably yeah yeah. Well, we finally got it. So I mean, it's got a thirty seventy. I guess that's nothing crazy, but I mean, getting a thirty series card is somewhat of a feat, I guess, Sounds in today's to market demand. Yeah. yeah, I think those are <laughs> it supposed was, to those are supposed to meet twenty eighty Ti's in performance, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to meet or exceed or be like right on par. But I mean. When the whole computer system pre-built costs nineteen hundred dollars, and it can compete with a graphics card that by itself was twelve hundred dollars, 
I'd say it's a win. <laughs> not not yeah. too thrilled about having to buy a pre-built system. The thermals aren't quite what I would expect, but they're also not bad, I guess. Maybe Alienware did a decent <laughs> job. I don't know. I might still open it up and throw a different cooler on it, but then again, it's not like it's thermally throttling itself. It's just and not, it's not as for you. As... It's not for you. I know, now. I know. It's not mine. <laughs> I need to chill. And my wife keeps telling me that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this and that. And she's like, are you going to do what? No, that's my computer. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, yeah. And then I had to go out and buy her a monitor today because not thinking about it, you know, I bought her a desktop. She's coming from a laptop, which, you know, has mm. a screen built into it. Oh. I'm like, oh, damn, oh, that's yeah. another thing I had to buy. So I went out and bought her a $500 monitor just to get it home and find a dead green pixel right near oh. the middle of the screen, which is just like, come on now. The first time I give Aether Predator wow. brand a try and they just slap me in the face. So I'll, I'll just return Awful. it and get another one. I'll give them a second chance. I'm not just going to throw them out because of one bad quality issue. But that's that's all I got going on. Nothing, Nothing else. Cool, man. Uh, Data, what's new, man? Hey. I uh, tuned into the anti-gank avoidance stream. It was a lot of mm-hmm. fun to watch. I wasn't watching the Twitch stream most of the time. I was just hanging out in the, the chat room. But you did. I did see your large camera presence <laughs> inside of there. But I didn't know. I don't know anything about streaming. I thought, well, maybe he's trying something else. That's what I thought, too. Apparently, I thought you were... I thought you were just doing something different. Yeah, it was fine. It, don't be embarrassed. So it was fine. I, I what happens is so I have like multiple scenes and one where the camera is bigger, right? If I'm just like talking or something and I just didn't my key press to change it to the other one didn't mm-hmm. take and I didn't mm-hmm. I have a VR headset on. I did not look at this anyway, whatever. Stupid. Mm-hmm. I he doesn't have to please you data. Based, my face cam is like <laughs> half the screen and I'm like doing all, we're doing like combat runs and like interdicting people and I'm like you're covering a, half the screen. It's You're in a dumb. courier, so you're like flipping around all the time. I just assumed your head was getting bigger, so it was just a natural <laughs> progression of the screen. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I wasn't there because I've, I've been out at the, gathering up some raw mats out at the Crystal Forest this week. I think I... I think it was mentioned in a Burr and Rini video that made me think about it. You know how much, how much, yeah, the plan is going to be mixed up when Odyssey comes out. Yeah. I don't know what might happen to the forest. So, but I'd fill right up on, on them now. That's what I'm doing right now as we speak. <laughs> All right. Uh, and Nurgle, how are you? What's been going on? Oh, it's just been a crazy busy week. I'm actually. I think I've had more screen time tonight than I've had the rest of the week combined. So one of those wow. weeks at work. Yeah, it happens. Cool. Um, so, and El Hate, I have, I have one more. There's one more person on my list. What's up, man? Well, you know, uh, I got I got some congratulations and then uh, some forgot abouts. You know, it's it's uh, it's been it's been a week. I'm really looking forward to next week, though. A lot of a lot of cool stuff in the near future. All right, all right. I don't know how to take that. Are yeah. you okay? It's, I don't know. You almost Should forgot about me. 
just now. Oh, oh, you just mean me? <laughs> no, I, I wasn't. I wasn't expecting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting Nurgles to be so short, and I was like, "Wait, what do I do now?" All right, all right. <sighs> okay, guys. So, I, I don't, I don't want to talk about this the, the stupid mistake I made on the stream anymore. So let's let's just get into it, shall we? Um, I think, uh, as is tradition, we start with a, uh, the a squad update. We kick. We kick. <laughs> Do we? Do we kick the pig? All right, no, we do a squad briefing. Oh. Squadron briefing. And no sound on this end. Oh, no. All right, hold on. Let me fix it. it I mean, there is sound. It sounds like you have, like, the, the noise dampening software, and it's, like, fighting real hard not to let it through. Oh, you know what? Discord updated, and it did. It turned on a bunch of noise suppression that I had switched off. There. Uh, Do you guys want to hear it? Let's let's play it again. Let's play it again this way. One for effect. One more for full effect. Incoming priority message. Squadron briefing. That's now, poor form, Discord, to uh, do an update that turns on previously existing settings that I had turned off. Not very good. I'm not happy about that. Anyway, what's up with the squadron, guys? Uh, I've got two ongoing elections right now. Um, one in Governor Teflon's system uh, and one in V640. The one in V640, we appear to have some, some resistance of some kind, uh, at least that one. There's been some back and forth on. Uh, much, much to hate, joy, and happiness, we have fi- finally purged our bad neighbors from Kip 4907. Woo! That was a long, kind of long effort there. Nice. A lot of it was just you know, waiting on timing, but they're gone now, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure there's already uh, another NPC faction lined up to jump in and fill that slot, assuming everything kind of goes the way you expect it to be, which may be a bold statement considering the way BGS works. Um, we're expanding out of NLTT 2969 <laughs> again. <laughs> and today was day 10, so starting with starting with the tick tomorrow morning, we can go at any time. Uh, we are probably going to a system called, I'm going to pronounce it, Hecate, H-E-C-A-T-E. Um, but there are multiple systems that are all really low on influence, so there's some wiggle room for where we can go there. We don't have a preference. If we end up in Tech 8, we share the system with uh, Brotherhood of Terror Monitor there. And earlier, yesterday or so, they said coming down the water is fine. So you know, our priorities right now are the winning the election in V640 because we're Pretty sure we've got some Fedneck interference going on there. We've got to try to shut down NLTT 2969. Otherwise, it's just going to sit here and chain, expand into places we don't really care to go. Um, and we need to work on consolidating in HIP 4907 and actually taking control there after we kicked out the bad neighbors. So that's where we're at. All right. Sounds good. Some exciting stuff and some less exciting stuff. <laughs> and some less exciting. So there's some mundane yeah. and some uh, 
some fascinating and you know the BGS swings both ways. So. It does violently it, it, with a bat sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely right. Okay. Well, um, I guess now's when uh, we would toss in a, a good old Galnet recap. Um, so it seems that. Um, Okay, so there was a, at first, I'm going to actually open the Galnet page so I can try to follow this here. Um, there was a, um, the voice of salvation. So the, the um, message that you receive when you scan the logs on the Dredger and the Hesperus uh, ship uh, made it into Galnet, and this is where we're getting the... Uh, the contract ends May 21st. So if you haven't taken part in this story, I guess the, the message here is now's the time. Um, because Scan it may be... Turn in the logs at the station it tells you to go to. And it says, we'll contact you later for the next phase. I guess this is how you get in on that next phase. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming. Um, but either way, uh, whatever's going to happen something is i well, i suspect they might the ships might be leaving so you should probably mm. get out there to try to see them if you haven't but that that's speculation either but the the payout for the actual messages and stuff um which i my feeling is that that's what kind of entitles you to receive the message for whatever the next phase is so um i'm sure you can read about it either way if you don't make it out there uh then we have uh, the alliance election campaigns resume so they had postponed the election. Uh, Mahan is allowing it to continue. It seems that he's become even more unpopular because of these actions. So um, this has nothing to do with uh, anything that the players can decide, but, you know, something's going to happen with the alliance. And one of the options is it stays the same, I guess. Um, Then uh, Paresa conflict risks war between the superpowers. Uh, so, the uh, this business with the Nova Imperium being under attack by the Federation, even though they didn't wait to see the evidence, even though maybe the evidence is pretty damning anyway. Uh, anybody's got an up or down right now on whether this, the Imperator is actually responsible? I don't know. I don't this, know. This, this story seemed strange to me. The way I was reading it was like, if the feder if the federation wins that that community goal like that increased the risk of an overall war but it was pretty clear when the story came out that the nova imperium was winning and they did win this cg that was hmm. yeah let's like stop for a moment and consider that the imperials won a cg yeah 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 that's right for real <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Duval did it or not. I don't think so. It smells like a setup. It it would be kind of easy, right? I I kind of I assumed that it was going to be something like that, but nothing's nothing's come to light. Um, okay, and then of course the the Nova Imperium triumphs over the Federation, which is sort of amazing. Uh, and yeah. then today we have uh, a new Thargoid. Um, Attack Thargoid offensive going on in the usual places in uh, Colsac and 
the Pleiades sector and with conflict zones and burning stations oh. and everything. So there are, are rescue missions involved and um, uh, conflict zones, which don't always show up and have been sort of scarce lately. So what were you going to say? Well, saying it's the usual place is a bit of the stretch, as two of the stations are less than a month old. Oh, that's true. Yeah, two of the new stations from that were built for the uh, Kumo crew uh, have come under attack, but they are they there. are in the right neighborhood for it to be yeah kind of usual. Yeah, yeah. So possibly new. Um, there was also uh, I was gonna uh, I suppose I'll touch on this here. Um, so FDev shared a tweet uh, this morning. Um, showing a, an image of a Thargoid, and uh, it had, you know, breaking news, huge numbers of Thargoid scouts and interceptors have appeared in multiple systems. Aegis has mobilized available defenses, but is requesting assistance from the anti-Xeno squadrons. And there was a series of numbers that would flash onto the short little video that was playing there, uh, which was ever so quickly decoded by Canon, and the message says, react, 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 that's all Aegis ever do. We need a solution. And it's signed Salvation. So uh, definitely tied in with the Hesperus and uh, Dredger story and the messages from Salvation there, which I think is pretty darn cool and hopefully means that something exciting is on the way. Yes? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I was kind of hoping it decoded to drink more food. Drink more opal teens. That not. Okay. But I'm showing my age. Never mind. Moving on. <laughs> I, I find it interesting that it's a Thargoid escalation right before Odyssey launch. That's that's what excites me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Me, that points to something good. Better be something. Up. And, and right. by good, I exactly. mean lots of death and mayhem, and and that we get to go kill bugs. Well, yeah. There's also yeah, the just some, something new in general. Is the possibility of a full-on Fed Imperial War right before um, Odyssey launches too? So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which all so, yeah, know, perfect opportunity. An they can kill each other. I don't care. <laughs> I went through. I went through, and none of the affected stations have any Federal or Imperial aligned factions in them. That was going to be my next question. Not, not so. No a rank grind fed. for you. Or mm-hmm. Imperial Rank Grind is available right now. It was all independent with two Alliance factions. I wonder if these mm. station rescues will take longer to finish than the other than the previous ones then. <laughs> Did that Alliance Sorry. Rank Grind? <laughs> Come on, Odyssey. Does Alliance even have a rank? <laughs> no. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. They have, they they have, have a reputation, reputation rank. not a rank. Yeah, yeah they don't key have phrase a rank. being not yet. But... Will it be backdated <laughs> if I do it now? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Almost certainly the answer to that is no. Um, okay, well, in well, sorry, any more on that, everyone? Galnet and whatnot? All right. Get out your super get out your gauss cannons and your heat sinks and head out head out there. Yeah. That'll that it's exciting. You know, I've only once done uh, an AX conflict zone. They're usually just hunting those signal sources, which 
are the fun in their own way, but this is like kind of a whole different thing that doesn't come around so often. So it's worth going out to experience. So um, onward then. On uh, Tuesday, we had the typical Super Cruise News live stream with Zach and Sally. Uh, no new news or anything like that, but um, they did introduce a new thing called Commander Creations, where they're going to be featuring more than just screenshots, but... Um, I think this is rolling in their fascination with Lego and things like that. One week, I know they they shared uh, Lark Shadows um, Minecraft ship builds, um, which is pretty cool. Um, I'll, so more stuff is going to be coming. They have like basically a, a Twitter post or hashtag or something for Commander Creations, and they'll be fe- trying to feature more of that stuff. Um, on um, Wednesday, there was a post on the forum from community manager manager Bruce about uh, this update about uh, Horizons Odyssey compatibility. Okay, so this this is going to be one of the things. Um, I'll just say, let's say this. On Thursday, today, they, they did a stream um, where Art streamed on Xbox with Xbox people, and they did uh, AX Conflict Zones, and uh, it was good fun. Um, no news or anything that I saw happened. So, but on Wednesday, okay, so the Odyssey Horizons compatibility update. This is the announcement that at launch, um, Horizons and Odyssey players will not instance together at all. Previously, we had been told that we would not instance together on planet surfaces because the that's where the on-foot demarcation would need to happen. Uh, so now they're either changing their minds or clarifying that uh, we will not instance together at all. We will play in the universe as if we are different platforms. Um, and then at the time when consoles roll into Odyssey, that's the moment where everything will reunite and the updated graphics planet tech lighting will pass on to Horizons players even though they still won't be able to go on foot or access tenuous atmosphere landings, they will get the the updated planet tech at that time, but not until then. And that seems to be the big change. So what do you think? I, I, my take was this didn't surprise me that much. And it seemed like sort of a technical hurdle that something needed to give. I thought it was a, a little strange to, uh, trying to imagine where the instance would split if a Horizons player and an Odyssey player were traveling down to the same planet at the same time in a wing. Um, it seemed a little... I, I just, you know, it was hard to imagine how that was going to function. I think this is a clear technical difference or a technical reason why this is happening, but I noticed everybody got very, very upset about this. So... What's what's up? Are you guys upset? Yeah. I, mean, I don't think it's a good thing, but no, it doesn't really bother me. I mean, for a gang like ours, if for, you're for a me, yeah, PC for player, me. you're gonna. We don't usually see other players unless you try to. You know, if we do a, a group event, if you're in <laughs> well, a, busy, a, a busy place, and. Most of us are going to have Odyssey, so and see that's I don't think one I'll be thing too bothered by it with this expansion that that's 
it, it's always been weird to me because it's like an expansion, but it's so massive. It's adding this giant, you know, game loop. And I've said this multiple times in the past that I always thought that it would have been a lot cooler if they could have done this as a separate game if they could have somehow done yeah. elite dangerous on foot you know odyssey you know the on foot version of the game so then new players could just buy that come into it and then they'd see people flying ships and be like oh maybe i do want the part with the engineered ships and flying from system to system mm-hmm. instead of taking taxis or something uh, the fact that you know they're you know it's already just an expansion <sighs> I, I i have no problem with the previous not being instanced. I understand why people are upset because I swear I, I haven't located the sound thing, but they had said that we would be able to instance in space. No problem. And then now that to come back yeah, and that change is, it is, is just that, that that's what bugs me. But I just think that the whole thing is just weird because well, everything about Odyssey, it seems like it's a, an entirely different game. I'm just like, like a lot of things at the beginning, I, I think they were talking about, what they wanted to happen. And then at some point, there's the technical problems of where do you draw that demarcation line? Just it, technically it was too difficult to do. So at that point you have to fall back and say, you have to instance on the game or on, you know, Odyssey versus horizon because trying to instance within mm-hmm. Odyssey and horizon mixed wasn't good. Yeah, I don't know. There, there are too well, many I, possibilities. I, I agree. Like, I think, yeah, as I said, I was sort of wondering how it was ever going to work, and I'm not that surprised. But there seemed an eruption of suddenly, like, this is a catastrophe. Like, I, I don't know. Like, for those who thought it was a, it's a big catastrophe, like, there's a big push about, like, there was a whole Reddit thread, how... This is how you can refund your pre-purchase. You know, like this follows wow. all the rules. Like no matter where you bought it from, you can unfund, you can refund your purchase because of this news. And I'm thinking, like, what what did you think you were going to do in Odyssey with players who didn't have Odyssey? Mm-hmm. You know, like all of the, you know, not obviously like all of the spaceship flying is still the same, but like there are so many planets that the horizon people are not going to be able to follow you to and uh, all the new game loops, all the new stuff, all the stuff that ought to be like most interesting to you because it's novel. You can't share with these other people. So is it that big a problem? Like I get it's inconvenient, but like, I also find it sort of hard to believe that uh, who, who isn't going to buy this, but is still going to be playing elite dangerous. Well, Think about it this way. We make this mistake quite a bit because obviously we're on a podcast. We are hanging out in a Discord, you know, mm-hmm. all week. We, we, you know, we're the audience that is, well, of course we're going to have Odyssey. But it always blew my mind when you meet somebody who didn't even have Horizons before they, you know, joined them for free. It, 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 you know, and there were a lot of players that way, you know, not a lot in, you know, our Discord. I think once you get to the point where you're hanging out, out in, in an Elite Dangerous Discord, you're already at the point where mm-hmm. you're 
you know, a part of the community and you're going to be playing the latest update no matter what, you know, I mean, like back in the war, right. World of Warcraft days, you know, there were people that would be playing just vanilla running quests and stuff and they weren't, didn't care about raiding or anything. So they would just be out running quests and just playing the game and enjoying themselves, you know, but. But those are, then it, those then again, yeah, no. People I, don't but, get involved with the community. So like, why exactly. would it, so it why doesn't is there impact outrage? them? Exactly. But, Not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I I played six months on a laptop that would license until I bought a desktop. I mean, but there there are going to be people out there who may not have the technical specs to even license. Yeah, but at that point, but that well, the point that doesn't involved in the game. It doesn't mean you're not involved in the game, but um. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm, well, I clearly it's, it's, it's not nobody. Yes, but I will grant Sorry. you the number is small. Yeah. Sorry, Nurgle, I'm having a little trouble hearing yeah, your, your mic feels like it's cutting yeah. out a lot. I wonder if some really? of the same noise reduction crap that was switched on for me also got switched on for you. Um, anyway, yeah, I, okay, well, I don't, I don't, I probably came off sounding dismissive of the thing. I was just surprised by the amount of outrage. There's obviously, there's some people for whom they're, you know, that's going to kind of mess up their plans, but I, I do think it's. But what were those plans? That's right. What were those plans that didn't involve buying Odyssey, but did involve like. Instancing with somebody who yeah, has like if you Odyssey, play I, with enough people, like and and this is really really gonna bother you to not be able to instance with people, but you're also not gonna buy Odyssey. Um, I don't know. It, it's 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 strange to me to imagine being into this game and not wanting to buy Odyssey. Like, I guess some of that is is like. I don't know, maybe we'll, it's like a wait and see. Like, I want to make sure that the optimization really does come through and the game really does improve from the state it was in in the alpha before you buy it. Um, but that's that's going to be on the order of days, right? <laughs> before you can make that decision. <laughs> no, I mean, like, it's you're either going to make the decision to buy it or not. And at that point, like, you still, like, you, you're either wanting to play Odyssey or you're not. Uh, mm Okay, I I think it's just not. I, I'm surprised by the amount of disappointment. I should just stop. I should shut I, up. I think I think it's just another case. At the end of the day, it's just another case of FDev saying one thing, then doing something else, and and it you know that mm -hmm. triggers people so much because it's happened far more frequently than it should. So oh, okay, yeah. so this feels like lying. Yeah, I, it feels like they, yeah. I don't think you guys just think it was lying? No, no, I highly no. doubt they expected <laughs> to run into technical difficulties with it. I I wouldn't yeah. accuse FDev of just being straight up liars. Yeah. And I well, I I won't say straight up lying, misleading. I mean they they at the time that they said that, I think that they did honestly believe that they could do it. But it's Maybe just, they were it's another They were yeah, they were a little overly hopeful on their end that they could work yeah. out the kinks in time, more than likely. Well, considering they were hoping this game would have been out over six months ago, you know? Yeah. 
I'm, I mean, I'm also never surprised by the amount of salt in this community, so it's not like I'm surprised <laughs> at that reaction either. True. Not League of Legends. <laughs> oh, God. That reference is lost on me. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. I don't. I, oh, I'm assuming League of Legends community. The only game I ever played one time and said, I am never playing this game again <laughs> just because I could not believe how toxic it was i was this i'm like, wow <laughs> and i ran away like a little girl and he's screaming yeah it makes you wonder why again. are people there if it's so if they hate it so much yeah yeah you gotta wonder yeah yep. masochism okay yeah. um anybody want to rant about this some more no, it was either some technical move thing on. that changed since that first announcement, yeah. or they were making some assumption or about what yeah. they thought would work based on what they knew at the time. That's as far right, as I right. read into and it. And because of their, or maybe, maybe they're syncing up the instancing fix with console release because maybe we'll be able to instance with console players with her or uh, Odyssey, maybe. Yeah. Now that, a that could possibly be wow. it. <laughs> Look at me. I'm just spreading false hope. I'm sorry. <laughs> just a bundle of sunshine and roses, this guy. Why? Uh, all right. Let's, yeah, let's go on. So there's some discussion topics on the table. Uh, first, I was asked some time ago, specifically for this episode, for us to discuss what vehicles including anything, 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 would you want to see coming in the new update as, as part of Odyssey, you know, at launch or beyond or, or whatever? What, what do you want? What new ships? What new anything? Fighters, SRVs, something new entirely? I want, Somebody has an opinion. I what do you want, want a Death Star. <laughs> okay, original, moving on. Real original. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, so if if the Panther Clipper were basically like a, a very large ship, too large to be in a station, but like maybe it was a miniaturized fleet carrier that could still carry the like I don't know two or three of your ships, but was also directly pilotable, mm. that would be yeah. pretty cool. So you wanted it's, it to be a totally you want Panther Clipper to be a totally different thing. It's not just the largest ship. I mean, ship. totally different from what? Other than its name, we really have no idea what it is. <laughs> from, <laughs> but like, from the from the other ships, from all other ships, you know, like this is a thing that isn't like like it can't dock anywhere. It yeah, like it, it would be it would be a large class. ship that can't dock anywhere, like a miniature fleet carrier that would launch, let's say, medium class ships. At like they were an SLF. Well, wouldn't that then be like the Panther Cutter? You want a bigger one, don't you? <laughs> okay, here's, I, here's what I would. Here's what I say to that. I I imagined the Panther Clipper as being like the Nostromo from Alien, where it's a massive cargo capacity, like on the order of a fleet carrier or something. And it has a piece that separates off. This is sort of like what we thought the early fleet carriers were going to be back when we got like leaked design or not leaked, but teased designs of like um, support ships. ships. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like there is something that is basically what we would count as a large class ship, like a cutter or an anaconda that attaches to this thing 
And that's where you pilot it from. But you sort of like bolt on to this. Because I think if it's if it's a cargo ship that can't dock, then you need something massive to unload it efficiently. Like if you have to unload it in your Python, that sucks. Yeah. So you want to be able to unload it in your Type 9 or your what? cutter, right? You don't think that's... So that anyway, that, that was my vision. Attack me. No, I think that's a good vision. I love the Python. Oh, I love the Python too, but it's not oh, what I if I want okay. to unload as okay. much cargo as possible as quickly as possible, I don't use okay. the Python. Yeah, I yeah, don't want no. to be unloading five thousand tons of cargo okay. in my I, Python. I misunderstood that part of it. I'm I'm sorry. Maybe yeah. maybe the type nine is the cockpit of the Panther Clipper and it right. undocks to go into the station to unload cargo. Like Power Rangers, like the main the Megazord. Forming Voltron. <laughs> All right, I Forming want us Voltron. to have each individual ships that can form up into one big ship. Oh, so so hold on, the the, the vultures vultures are the hard points on Panther <laughs> Clipper. It's shooting, it's shooting vultures. At, it's, yeah. I love this. <laughs> vultures are ballistics. It's like oh, Borderlands Three. There's a gun that shoots guns. <laughs> just a type nine. You just come and you you latch onto a. Uh, yeah, four vultures all latch on to a Type 9, and then it becomes a flying fortress thing. I like it. Let's do it. Turreted vultures. Yeah. <laughs> they would also double his armor. It, it's, it's a great idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they double his armor and shield boosters. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think we could go that route. Okay, so who's, who's, was, who's was that? Who, was that Dubs? Which part? I want to know who entire to... ship concept. Yes, it started that's what with I Jig. Want. Everything that just happened Jig? in the last no. five minutes. Who who's got another? One? I don't know who to bounce right. to. I, I got a couple ideas. D- data's yeah. going. One, the like a more off. This is sort of out of the category of ships, but one offensive limpet that latches onto the ship, and whether it does damage or causes malfunctions, I don't know. Then the, the, de- the defending ship could cause it to fail. You know, if you play some mini game, make it unlatch from your ship. Trying to do a mini game while you're in the middle of combat would be interesting. Yeah. And I just want the new SRV, you know, you yeah. have the tank concept. I want one that can go really fast. And somehow has better traction on these low G <laughs> worlds. Even if you know, sacrifice, you got to sacrifice something like health. You know, it might be really paper thin, even more so than now. Peter like, rotor. Yeah, yeah. Like maybe some of those like enormous uh, defensive drones, but as an SRV. Mm. What about we get a hold of Anakin and get ourselves a pod racer? Now this. I didn't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Oh, God. Um, yeah, SRVs would be cool. Yeah. So uh, this is like a, a higher speed, easier to drive SRV, I guess, right? It's a speeder yeah. bike. If you crash, you're done. <laughs> yeah. Ah, fragile. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I would be Eight. interested in a, co- a competitive ship versus the Fertilance. It was equipped with two large hard points and three or four small hard points. So you could more 
readily use power play weapons on it. Mm. Uh, but I know if you use you know four engine pips on the Fertilance, it can turn pretty quickly. It was something that turned a little bit faster than the Fertilance, being that that ship would be uh, packing a little less heat. Maybe make that the trade-off. More fragile. Put it, yeah, more I fragile know, watched, and turns a little faster. I watched a courier do pretty damn good against a Fertilance the other night, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but the hard points aren't there for the courier. I understand yeah. what he's talking about. Yeah, trade-off, firepower for maneuverability. Yeah. 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 Just uh, a little bit, though. Not too much. Not, yeah, and, just enough to tip it one way or the other. I mean, that's just some more advanced engineering options for the ships we have to get a little more, like, if you could remove, like, a cargo bay and add an extra hard point or something like that, you know, really start messing with the, you know, look Hmm. and layout of a ship so you could get yourself a genuine glass cannon, you know, you start (laughs) removing a lot of internal stuff that might give you defense defenses and actually start adding more weapons. And you could, you know, the sky's the limit on what you could do with a ship. Look, I, mean, why I want to you mount more turrets on the ship. If you got an engineer helping you out a single huge hard point with thrusters attached to it, we're done. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just strap the go. You have seven and a half minutes of air, <laughs> a, a huge hard point with a saddle on top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would I would like to see since we're getting the the individual suits for different roles in Odyssey, I would like to see SRVs along that same line. You know, like a, a large, slow, crude uh exploration SRV mm. that you know, would have maybe a suite of instruments on it and maybe a larger cargo hold to have a, a APC, for lack of a better term, version of the APC, a true combat version for deploying troops. Um, and really, and maybe, I don't know, I don't think you'd want to do very much with, there's not very much you can do with fighters, because I don't think you can land fighters. I'd like them to um, have that I don't think so. Type. Yeah, I mean, you could, you could change that up. You could give some type of ground attack fighters or something to really completely step into this you know, multi-role from orbit to, to planet type of capability across all of the different fields. Yeah, if you wanted to go use your plant gun on the surface and instead of landing your exploration anaconda, you hop in your fighter and go land on the planet and then hop out and go exploring. Right. Take a right. shuttle down. Mm-hmm. Have like an, an unarmed fighter, call it a shuttle, just ferries you back and forth to the surface. Well, even if it was your, uh, you know, the e the eagle that's not a fighter idiot <laughs> um, you know uh, your condor or something and you flew down in that and you just climbed out of the cockpit actually you phased went to black and landed on the surface <laughs> next to it right and then and then you could hike around you know I, I think that'd be awesome then you could take off quick go to another section of the planet you know and your ship's in orbit the whole time that'd be cool. so just put yeah, just put awesome. a super cruise capable fsd on the slfs Mm. Why? That's, that's really all they would have to do. Give it some landing gear. Maybe even make a variant that just like has an SRV clamped to the bottom of it. <laughs> I like it. And more hard points. 
And more, yeah, one oh, single yeah. recharge point. And That's all I size, need. Make it the size of a regular ship. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're out of control. Oh boy, oh boy. I don't know. I mean, what other vehicles? I mean, uh, uh, any oh. like, is there a, a a vehicle, a role of a ship that you're looking for that we don't already have? I I haven't flown all the ships that's in the game now. Me either. <laughs> yeah, I flew a Cobra for the first time the other night. So the the answer to, I think the the real answer to that question is the only thing that there isn't like a real role for is like a dedicated exploration ship. But we can also make so many ships into reasonable exploration ships. Correct. Um, but if they created something where it had access i think we've talked about this before right like access to some specific module that's like it's like the luxury cabins can only be fitted on the saud kruger ships something mm-hmm. along those lines like it has access to who knows what would make exploration you know would be would it, an exploration specific module that only it could fit genetic sampling st- sample storage hmm. that would what, be if, what, what if they took the took the telescope or uh, what are they the full spectrum scanner take that out yep. of every ship and make it special you know make it so it's not default oh but that that never happens you can't take things away i was gonna games. say i was gonna say yeah go <laughs> the other direction with it and go with a, an advanced full spectrum scanner that requires a you know a special module slot maybe to get in that mm. you can look you can look out like 20 light years so mm-hmm. it on your galaxy map, you'll get you know if there's a higher chance of Earth-like oh. worlds or a higher chance of possible Ooh. you know you know deep space scanning rather than just huh. scanning the system you're in. You know you, you go into more of a galaxy map thing. Yeah. It's got a twenty light year bubble, twenty five light year bubble, and you can start looking around and deciding which direction to go, especially when you, would, get, you know near the core. Right yeah. That would require the Stellar Forge to load a lot of shit that what? it doesn't already have to do. <laughs> yeah, but if you're doing it FSS style, you know, you'd have to be jogging to each kind of star and, and taking a look around but, you. And, and it FS- could do like it does on the planets. You know, re- remember when it used to take forever to let you know if there was a bio or a geosite? And then they yeah. shorten that up to say there was a higher probability. It could be that kind of thing. It's not telling you well, exactly what's there, just giving I you a probability. I think that's because the Stellar Forge was still working. It was still deciding if there was something there. Could you imagine the server load on whatever piece of hardware is running the Stellar Forge if thousands of commanders in the middle of nowhere were forcing it to load 20 systems around them in a bubble as they're doing this fancy new FSS? Well, I don't think it would be loading 20. (laughs) I don't think it would be loading 20 at a time. The way he's describing it, it'd be loading one at a time. It's, I guess the difference would be it would be like you're jumping. It would be sort of faster than jumping to those systems, I guess. Yes. But ultimately... So, so like, you would be selecting a system to look at, mm-hmm. and then right. it would give you a problem. Okay, I, I guess that would be a little bit so better. Instead of it knowing ahead of something, time. In, in, something about interpreting the what, what could be on the bodies of that system before you actually jump into it. Yes. Right? Mm. Yes. Yeah. Just narrowing down. Making your ability to... <clears throat> Decide your jump before you jump. Instead of right now, you just mm. literally have to jump to a system. I just am coming up with this 
out of nowhere yeah. right now. So I, I, I haven't worked out any details on this. I'm just, you wanted some ideas. That, that's what I came <laughs> yeah. up with. So the ideas was for ships. And, and now I'm talking about a whole new game mechanic, but hey, whatever. <laughs> okay, so, yeah. I'll give you one. Um, and this I've th- thought about for a while because I know we have like so many combat ships, but I just want more. Um, <laughs> so I want, um, I want a big brother to the vulture. Uh, it's the vultures, uh, is a vulture Falcon DeLacy? That's core, core dynamics. dynamics. Core dynamics. That's core dynamics. Oh damn! Yeah. See, that's sort of a bummer. So, I want, like yeah. lore wise, I didn't. I was or, like, I don't. I don't particularly care for the the federal ships for the most part. I think that they're they underperform at at their seemingly assigned roles. Um, and I thought I thought it was Falcon. De, I wanted to see like Falcon DeLacy make a medium combat ship that would be like a big part of the vulture, but I was mixed up about who manufactured it. So I mean, does Falcon DeLacy make a decent medium combat ship already? Great Mark two. Don't you? Uh, yeah, but those are multi-purpose, right? So it's yeah, not dedicated yeah. combat. That's, that's not. Yeah. They need a, I don't think Falcon DeLacy makes any dedicated combat ships. Viper. I guess, yeah, they make the Viper, but I've never really considered that a good combat ship. It's a cheap combat ship, but... You're going to make Lark Shadow very upset by saying that. <laughs> You're going to beat me to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't very nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, I, yeah, I, that was I, my... I agree, though. More, more combat ships, for sure. I mean, yeah, more stuff. I, I don't get i don't know my head doesn't go after stuff like more srvs and and fighters and stuff like that like i would i will love them when they come um but i maybe it's because i don't you don't like do modules and stuff on them like there's so much to do with shipbuilding that's like a huge thing and a new srv it's like oh great so this one does this differently Um, i think on on this topic really what we what we're like together on is that yeah, we want more SRVs, but like before that, we want SRV engineering. And yeah, we want more fighters, but before that, we want <laughs> fighter engineering. Fighter engineering. Uh, well, well, would we that wreck do, the but game? There's a lot of people that oh. hate engineering. Yes, you know, no more engineering. Mm. Can't make everybody <laughs> yeah. happy. It's, Especially it's since the Odyssey engineering seems like it might even be more grindy. It's like exactly. there's like layers of grind to it instead of just the one material grind. No. So I'm not looking forward to nine new engineers. I am not. And all well, the yeah. materials you gotta go. Oh yeah, everything that goes together. together. I couldn't even begin yeah. to comprehend that during the alpha. I have no idea yeah. how to trade materials in Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to those engineers who are gonna be out in Colonia. It. Oh god. Why would you say that? But, well they'll be I'm just being honest, know, buddy. I know. They won't be the unique. That'll just to give the Colonia people access to engineers. We'll have yeah, access uh, to the same mods back here. Hopefully you know, they go with the same pinning method and stuff. You know, yeah. the OCD ones <laughs> among us will have to fly out there to get those, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <sighs> have more I was thinking uh, Colonia is sort we'll, of we'll organize the, be- 
Yeah, Colonia is sort of the best place to be to engineer things because oh, yeah. you only have to go to four engineers. They just cover everything. Yeah, and they've got stuff. I mean, that sure, the bubble you can't pin as have. much, but well, uh, yeah, they have they have like one, one or two things. Two things now, I think. Uh, well, they have two, but only one that you need to put special effects on. Yeah, correct. Okay. Um, all right. Anything else on this, guys? Or should we should we talk about the Thargs? Thargs. Yeah, Thargs. So. There's been a Tharg explosion, and it's time. Oh, Tharg explosion! Yeah, I'm going to use. Did that you just come title. up with that? I did. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Tharg that was a good. One. Explosion. Okay. Um, there's been a Tharg explosion, and therefore there are some people who have started playing the game, uh, and this might be the first time that there's been a Thargoid uh, incursion since they've been playing. So, what do you got to know to fight a Thargoid? What do you got to know? Talk at once. <laughs> oh my god! Throw your shield away. Literally talk the first. The first yeah. thing you okay. do: throw your shields away. They're buy useless. An, in the buy an adder. Fight. Buy an adder. An adder. Yep. Adders yep. are where it's at. You guys are so helpful. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. There's like whole <laughs> whole tutorial videos on this from AXI. And yeah, I, I feel like every, we are everybody. not the experts. But <laughs> <Just, well, laughs> like, Go ahead. Your tracks, you just throw out just the broadest thing. All right, explain Thargoid combat. Go. <laughs> it's like, ah. Um, it's I like love it. The, the things that make it made it different than the normal NPC combat to me was like, uh, you know, there's there's patterns to it all. To the mechanics. To the attack patterns of the Thargoids. Yeah, and we're talking about the interceptors here, the scouts. Those, those are whole level beneath the interceptors but yeah, yeah it's like it's more like a game boss fight yes. yeah yeah there's patterns to look at for staying yeah, they're staying cool watching your heat and your range is very important yeah they're strong but they're not smart and they're very predictable mm-hmm. that's that's and a good most way to of their the attacks most of their attacks have phasing damage so they will penetrate your shields a small amount no matter what, what you shields? do. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's one <laughs> form of combat in this game where you literally don't need shields. Your, your best AX ships don't have shields. You know? No, but I... Uh, I yeah, I, so, okay, so I think it's definitely true that you can run, and I have run uh, shieldless against Thargoids, and there, it's a perfectly good way to do it. I think that's actually sort of a little bit higher skill Mm-hmm. Way of doing yeah. it, like if I'm imagining going back to when I was first uh, going up to Thargoids for the first time, um, frankly, <laughs> Your I actually were gone didn't. In two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I didn't have, I didn't have like a, a, I wasn't a community member. I went and fought Thargoids when I was basically playing alone most of the time, and I went and I was like, I'm going to learn to fight Thargoids, and I went in and, and learned it solo and and got my first kill solo before I ever started going in with a wing. And I definitely would have been overwhelmed by trying to do shieldless and like run repair limpets and, and stuff like that. Even though I can see the advantage to it now in many cases, um, having just the automatically regenerating hit points of a shield, just a small small bi-weave shield, um, is 
was serving me better before in, in a chieftain. So I, I don't think like, you know, I think Dubs is being, uh, uh, not being untruthful, but being sort of silly about it. Like what, you know, throw your shields away. Not if you're a beginner, right? Am I? Yeah, no, uh, I would not. not I would not you're... actually recommend this. I, I, someone who has not killed an interceptor before, I absolutely would not recommend them use any of the ships that we use. Go find the AXI build for a Crate Mark II and go at it for your. Yes, first, the Crate Mark ship. II is an amazing ship. You only need Felicity Farseer at level three with a Crate Mark II, and you can get the job done without too much hassle. Mm-hmm. And that's not with so, Guardian stuff, right? Yeah, I mean, the Goth cannons are pretty important. So yeah, Felicity Farsi, okay. Grade 3, and the Guardian Goth cannons are basically all you really need. Honestly, I mean, you though, can do it with less, but if you're it's sending not new players out there, though, yeah. th- these are these are you know late game items. If there if there is an end game in this for combat, it's probably AXI. Well, PvP probably, but. AXI, um, killing killing interceptors and stuff and working your way up the ladder of, you know, killing the bigger ones, that's really kind of the end game. And I would recommend, you know, full engineering, get your engineering yeah. and all that stuff done and, and get out there with a, you know, a really tough ship. I mean, you can kill them, you can face tank them with a, you know, an anaconda that's fully engineered if you've got the right weapons. Um, yeah. But... But if you're you want to learn the mechanics and and everything else, I still you're going to want to go out there with a fully engineered ship so that you can take that beating. Because sure, you're going to take a beating. You're, gonna, you're not going to learn anything if you're dying. You know, the twenty seconds, <laughs> thirty seconds in, you need to be able to survive yeah. a little while to figure out what you're doing wrong. If you're just at the rebuy screen, it's like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> you know, that that's <laughs> different. Go, go get engineered. You know, don't don't and don't just fly out there with a couple pulse cans. You do need specialized weapons to take on interceptors. You cannot do it with regular weapons. Right, mm-hmm. right. Ordinary weapons do no damage to them at all, except when they they put up a shield for a little while. Um, but you will never see that shield if you go in with with yep, no never. AX weapons because you'll never pop. You'll never kill a single heart, and so they'll never put their shield up. Um, so yeah, you need to have at the very minimum the AX. Weapons the the multi cannons are better than the missiles, generally. Um, but well, they one just thing don't... I will say about that with the uh, with the non guardian weapons, the turreted AX missile racks for some reason just refuse to fire if you're not moving in a straight line. So if you're trying to cold orbit and you got them on the medium hard points on your crate, they're just not going to fire until you're flying in a straight line for some reason. <laughs> Interesting. I learned that the hard way. Yeah, I was, I was like, why are my missiles not going off? And I think it had to do with the fact that the missiles, like the leading a- angle that they would have had to fire at was like interfering with some sort of clipping through the ship. And they were just like, well, I guess I'm just not going to attempt to fire. Well, that's weird. <laughs> missiles yeah. are usually very forgiving with that. No, no not those things. Huh. We got to think, they're uh, turreted dumb fire missiles. So... They're dumb. Kind of a yeah. Well, kind okay, a, and and actually, that's a that's a good point. So the AX, uh, the human AX weapons that come in like turreted forms, um, don't actually function like the rest of the turreted weapons. They actually are just, um, uh, uh what am I trying to say? They, it, from it's like crew. 
Right. It's 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 a basically it's for it's for the sake of multi crew. So that that's Guardian. The Guardian turreted weapons are for multi crew. The AX ones you buy at ground installations will uh, operate yes. on their own, and they are like what the multi cannons are dead accurate. There's no jitter on the AX multi cannons that are turreted. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, that's what it, that's what I meant. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the AX you can um, you because there's no uh, gimbaled versions of these so yeah yeah there's turreted and they, they those do track um i've never tried the missiles to the that's weird that's weird yeah it, it is come. it is very strange to think about a turreted dumb fire missile rack because if you've never used the the specific ax missiles well then you never would have experienced a weapon like that because you know right. dumb fire missiles are dumb fire they're fixed but the vast majority yeah. of people should just go for the Guardian Gauss Cannon first, yes. right? For their first, yeah, probably. It's the 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 Thargoid railgun. It's the Thargoid railgun. It's basically the only thing that is used in high level anti Xeno yeah. combat. Um, the uh, the what's the frag cannon called? The shard, the shard cannon. Cannons. They're amazing. The shard cannon the is tons of fun. Yeah, if you can put fit a lot of large ones, basically for for large ships, they could just do a ton of damage. But it has to be a ship that can like face tank the Thargoid because you have to get up so close. And then and as far um, as basic info, you can only have four on any given ship. Any thar- any Xeno weapons, only yeah. only four, and that includes uh, Guardian and Human Tech Broker, broker stuff. So you can't just asterisk advanced missile. Yeah, yeah, advanced missile rack. cannon as well. Yeah. Where you so can the advanced multi cannon uh, and yep. um, missile rack, which only come in fixed variants, and you have to synth the AX ammunition for them. Otherwise, they just fire normal weapons, normal munitions, I should say. Correct. Yeah. So you can't just load up, you know, uh, Anaconda with seven Gauss cannons and, and hope to destroy. Could you imagine firing seven Gauss cannons at once? What your heat would get up to? <laughs> oh, and that alarm <laughs> is so going to aggravate you real fast. Instant explosion. <laughs> so I just wanted to get that a, in there. as you were talking about the weapons. Let them know that they can only right. Speaking of the heat, I have a FDL that's configured for anti-Zeno, and it has four Gauss cannons, four size two Gauss cannons. And I had to split them onto two different triggers because if I fire all four of them at the same time, it takes three simultaneous heat sinks to absorb mm-hmm. all that without instantly going to like 200% heat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It was very good. But to me, so I put, you know, the left ones on one trigger and the other ones on the other side. And that, that's kind of cool. You alternate and then you can get away with just a little bit of heat seeking and it's fine. But yeah, massive because you, you can't engineer any of this Guardian stuff. That's that's kind of something that I'm I'm waiting for, right? I'm waiting for this this uh, community goal we had recently to to do more guardian research. I, I want one of these engineers to be the guardian engineer. Yes, and uh, yeah, I, w- I want I want a long range my Gauss cannons. What one mm-hmm. other one other point? I've, if you're going, I feel like that'll ruin it. The first time, I just one thing that I was thinking of is is have your uh, when you're setting up your fire groups and stuff. Try deploying your hard points before you're sitting in front of your first Thargoid. Just make sure that you, I, I so many times be with somebody out and all of a sudden 
everything powers down on them or you know, something <laughs> doesn't work because they, they, their power just wasn't quite there because they lose it, the it shield. Is a different thing. Oh yeah. Also their shield goes to yep. zero. Yeah. It's, it, it's an adventure. That reminds me of my, uh, the diamondback scout I have rigged for cold running. I can't run the Gauss cannons and the flat cannon at the same time. I have to turn one or the other off depending on which one I need mid fight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 Power priority That's stuff. That's crappy. The, the yeah. other night when we were doing our ganking thing, and I had that Cobra that I bought <laughs> that yeah. was E-rated and everything else, and then I decided to screw around and I was going to shoot at tracks. I tried to deploy the hard points, and I had such little power that I lost uh, life support instantly, mm-hmm. and I still couldn't <laughs> fire the pulse cannons. So, yeah, power priorities. <laughs> that was a beast of a ship at a jump range of almost three. It got away the first time, too. I, I got away from Dubs once. I got away from you once. Just just proving our point. You can get away from ganking. Get away. Yep, you can get away with... I am convinced you can get away with anything. Or, yeah, get yeah. away with any ship at this point. Uh, the Sidewinder did not get away from the Frag Mamba, and I'm not convinced that it could. <laughs> no, but the Frag Mamba, it, that was the that was end game. That was the... The highest yeah. level of of damage over time. My cobra got away from it, but I, I that does have a little bit more speed than that than that stock sidewinder for sure. Yeah. What what could that boost to? Like two hundred. Mm-hmm. The Dubs? I don't know the stock. I don't even honestly. I don't even look at the numbers on it because it's a stock sidewinder. Just the yeah, numbers aren't They're not worth looking I, at. I think I, I was able to boost almost three hundred. Sidewinder, let me pull it up. Coriolis. Sidewinder. Very stock Sidewinder boosts to 322, but... Oh, you can get away in that. She's quick. But I had mine loaded. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it can boost to 300, but I mean, when you're talking about a G5 doubt frag Mamba, I mean, what's 300? 300 ain't shit. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. It's not. Sidewinder's not getting away. <laughs> You're nope. just not doing it. No, no. But I'm assuming okay. most people um, are out of a Sidewinder by the time they're in the situation where they're facing gankers. Yeah, but well, maybe. Uh, so to round off the anti-Xeno combat tips, uh, here's one more tip. Um, join us in Discord and go out in a wing and you'll have friends mm-hmm. when you get to introduce to your first Thargoid and that'll be fun. That'll be more fun. Still bring, you know, the biggest, baddest anti-Xeno ship you can muster with your current engineers and stuff. But uh, having friends means you'll, you can take on something and actually have a chance of winning, even if it's your first time out. And it's a really cool experience. The sound design is fantastic. And it's a, it's a whole part of the game that feels entirely different than any other part of the game. So get out and do it if you haven't done it already. We will go with you. You'll get paid a bunch. Yeah, actually, with the with the with the pay up, it's pretty good these days. So, so um, last thing, uh, an event. It was suggested, and now I can't remember by whom, but uh, the idea was to go have a race at Pamesh before all of the uh, planet surfaces change uh, with Odyssey. So. Um, thinking that 
if they need a day of server downtime to have the game back up on Wednesday, that means Tuesday would be the downtime. So perhaps we aim at Monday. And everybody seems to agree they'll turn up on Monday. What's the date on Monday? The 17th. So, nerds, the 17th, Monday the 17th of May, let's get together on Discord and we'll go to Pamesh. We'll probably ride on some carriers. Anybody want to volunteer? I'm not 100% sure that I will be able to be there, but several of these other chaps will. Yeah, I'll jump the big cheese out there for sure. Uh, meet, say, in Ross 310, 7 o'clock on Monday, and anybody that wants to come with will jump out there. And I, I've never uh, raced there, so... Well, I've never raced, period. I, I don't have to go there. Oh, cool. I'm going to put together a... Um, should we establish which ships should be brought? What, Type 9 with 5D thrusters. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Type 9 is sort of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll be bringing my type. Oh, I'm bringing my carrier. I'm bringing everything. So, <laughs> uh, bring some SRVs too. There's there's a um, race strip on a perched on a cliff out there. That's the, sort of the famous spot. Okay. Yeah. Let's um, let's let's do that. We, we can we'll, we'll just kind of wing it when we get there. If you want any people want to put together really fast small ship and then something big that they want to race through there, you know, that's fine. Mm-hmm. E-rated thrusters sounds gay, terrible, fantastic, but no, yeah, but put whatever <laughs> thrusters you want, but any size ship, maybe we'll do some cool um, ships and some heats and big ships. Yeah, that'd be cool, and maybe just some just some random canyon, fl- you know, just yeah. let's have fun, demolition derby style. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, let's do a chig chat. We here at Loose Screws never end a sentence with a preposition. Yeehaw. So I'm Yeehaw. not going to do corn dog this week, I promised. Um, this, uh, <laughs> Who did this you week, promise? I, I promised everybody that I would not do corn dog again. Um, uh, this week I want to talk, I, I was playing CQC. Shocking, I know. Uh, last week, last weekend. Wait, uh, what? All week, yeah. yeah uh, shocking, I know. What's CQC? Playing, uh, God, I was playing some uh, arena, and and when, when you're playing, <laughs> there's, there's there's like no ladder system in this game or anything, so there's no real um, penalty for losing or real reward for winning. You'll make your way towards elite quicker if you're winning because you get some bonus points and all of that. But uh, there are a few stats that are on the board, and you know you've got like um, you know your uh, kill to death ratio and your win loss ratio and stuff like that. And most people in the community, all they look at is the number of kills. It means that you're playing, you're killing a lot of people and you're going, going out, but you get people that game the system as best they can. Uh, I mean, there's one guy right now who is, is being made fun of. He's got like a kill to death ratio of like 35 to one. He kills like 35 people and dies once for every time, you know, he does that. And, and I mean, the best of the best, uh, Musketeer, his KDR is like 16 to one. So, you know, that, that guy is not 
that good. Um, usually you see somebody with, you know, a KDR of, of over two, um, you're expecting a lot of trouble. Anybody over one mm. is, is going to be a really good player if it's legit. What happens though is, is it's so easy to game it. The other night I was playing and all of a sudden this guy is in the match with me and I, I, I join and it's a lobby of like five or six. Everybody leaves except one guy and he has like a two and a half to one uh, kill to death ratio, which is, which is really Strong. good. If he's gaming it, I expect him to leave the lobby. If the game starts, I know it's going to be a challenge because he was willing to go one-on-one because my KDR is over two mm. or KD kill to death ktd there we go um you know and and people run away and stuff i'm going to say this right now i have never uh quit a game once i'm in it you know i've taken eight to nothing whoopings by musketeer once i'm in the game i'm not quitting i'm, I'm going to play it out doesn't mean i yeah. won't see him in a lobby and say screw it i'm out of here but but this guy, <laughs> this guy, I get in the match with him, and everybody leaves except him. And, and the match starts, and it's one v one. I get one kill on him; he leaves. I'm like, "You son of a bitch!" Uh, play a couple matches, then uh, couldn't get a game. Go over to team death match, get in a match, and he's on a team. It's it's tied when I get in there. He hasn't died yet, and I happen to kill him kill him again, and then he leaves that match as, once the team was losing. I'm like, what the hell? So then I go uh, back uh, over to, to regular death match, and he's in there. And as soon as I kill him, he leaves again. So he's just gaming his... He's trying to boost his stats without really caring about the game, and it was it just annoyed me. So I like followed him back to team death match, and he was on my team this time. I started killing him. I just, I was just annoyed that, <laughs> and then he left. So you might consider it bullying, but what, what I want to talk about though is, is, you know, we all kind of have our like little codes of honor or little pet peeves and stuff of things that people do. And mine goes back to Starcraft days uh, back in the day, the ladder, you know, I would play there. And, and if, if you quit, you'd get a loss, but if you got disconnected, you you wouldn't get the loss. You would just get, you know, it would end up being a draw, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. So people would pull their network cables and crap like that. Well, back then, I think you could just uh, unplug your modem, you know, like we were playing on, yeah, the old dial-up. Yeah. But people do stuff like that. In, uh, in CQC, when you play, if you leave with 20 seconds left, you can, you can menu log and there's no penalty. You don't get any of the kills, um, so that might be one penalty, but deaths don't count against you either. Uh, Neither wins or losses, and you don't get any points for the match. But if it's down to, like, one other person in there and you leave, they don't get the kills on you either, and they don't get the points towards, you know, the experience towards, you know, elite. A lot of people, you know, we're, we're in there playing it, and we're trying to, you know, get our rank up. And it just drives me nuts when somebody just, you know, you play it, you're in a match for six, seven minutes, and then all of a sudden two people just quit, you know, and all of a sudden that was just wasted time for me. And it just bugs me. Mm-hmm. And it's it doesn't matter if it's a disconnect or you menu quit. It just makes it as though you were never in that match. And if the other person had killed you, it's as though, you know, they were never there and you just wasted your time and it's just it just 
bugs me that people quit. And that's like my biggest pet peeve in this game right now is just quitters. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on stuff like that. I mean, disconnects happen. I think they should be counted as a loss. If you menu log, it should be counted as a loss. And those deaths and kills and everything should still count. What do you guys think? Do 100%. The yeah, most yeah. aggravating thing, especially in like team deathmatch or any type of team PvP, the most aggravating thing is stat flippers. Yes. Yeah, give you I, the old. I remember one of the Halo games, or maybe all of them. If you were leaving in the middle of a of a match, it'd give you some guilt trip on the on the. <laughs> are you Are you sure you want the exit screen? Like, are you sure you want to get this loss, and you'll be letting your teammates down? Yeah, but at least they're right. give a you know, loss and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's, there's some kind of penalty for it. I mean, there's another another quick little pet peeve that bugs me. It might actually bug me more now that I come to think of it. That once again, it's in it's in CQC. Matchmaking is garbage. But as long as it's an even <laughs> match, you know, let's say it's three v three. If it's three v three, I don't care what the players' ranks are because, as I said, the ranks don't mean anything really. It's it's really experience. Um, now, if you're in a 3v3 match, it's fair game. Grab power-ups and everything else. But if you're in a team with three and the other team has two, I won't grab a power-up. I will not touch them. And a lot of the better CQC players won't do it. But there's some people that just don't care. They'll be up 19-2 to two in a match, in an imbalanced match, and they're still grabbing you know, the power-ups, you know, the weapon power-up, yeah. the shield power-up, and just still just slaughtering the other team. And I got into a bit of a sportsmanlike conduct good yeah good old online uh you know sparring with one of the guys in the cqc discord because i saw him he was on my team and he's he's doing it and then after the match we're in the, in the discord and i'm like i'm like dude why are you grabbing power-ups it's all about i'm just grinding this for elite i don't care about blah, blah, blah. and it's like man i will just start shooting you next time and then a bunch of people started you know, piping in in the discussion a little bit. And, you know, most of the guys mm-hmm. are like, no, if you're on the team with more players, you don't grab power-ups. That's like a balancing factor. If if <clears throat> the game isn't going to yeah. give you even matches, you know, that's the great equalizer right there. So that, that's And to be in there thing. just to grind rank. Like, I mean, yeah. you want you the rank, yeah. but like, do, do, I mean, why do you want the rank if you don't like playing CQC enough to want to do it correctly to want to do it with with sportsman like conduct as they say yeah you have to enjoy it i i don't know i i spent, hmm. spent the next the match just following him around i only have one thing to say about that using thargoid scouts for combat elite true <laughs> well that's probably not the thing anymore right because they got downgraded for how much rank they give I mean, but it's still mindless, but, but and that, you can just that, sit there. But that doesn't affect other players at all. It's true, true. It does not affect other yeah. players, but it doesn't change how I feel about them. Yeah, you're not, you know, when, when <laughs> you're, you're just... Well, if I you feel were like blowing you're up other the players, real, finger real hard at someone we know. Uh, like, a lot of people... That, no, think about this one for a minute. If, if the best way to get combat elite was killing... Uh, other players, you would have people doing the ganking thing so much more. It would be oh, oh yeah. People would just you sit would. outside the newbie zone and just you know grab 
you know, it would be if you could kill the elite players. Yeah. Well, I'm saying if, (laughs) if if the the rank of the players didn't matter as much and it it was just the, the thing was just like, you have to kill other players, but then you just have people lining up, Hey, let's get together tonight and just blow each other up 50 times. Shoot each other. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. You know, kill. And you'd have to be losing rank when you get killed. Yeah, uh-huh. then no, that would be awesome. That, yeah, that's what I wish. I, I mean, it would be continuously nice very actually ranks. meant something in this game. The yellow system. Really don't. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. mean nothing. You know, there was um, a thing like this going on, and I, I actually don't know if it's still going on with uh, Star Wars Squadrons because that's sort of faded out um, for me, at least. Um, with matchmaking and uh, leaving matches and what should and shouldn't happen, um, which was complicated by the fact that uh, there were some uh, failure to connect bugs that would happen. You know, you'd be, especially early on, and I think they did get better, but you'd be in, in the lobby waiting for the match to start and the match starts, but one of your people doesn't make it in kind of thing. And then you're, you know, you've got a team of five together and suddenly one of your people isn't in. So it's like, you don't want it. Like this is a competitive ranked thing with a, with a ladder, like you said that like elite doesn't have. Um, and then it was like, well, we don't want to play without all five of our people and, this is supposed to count and then should it count if we leave and what there should there be a window and it's actually there's like a lot of kind of um politics and and bug fixing to in order to work it all out so it's much better i think if it's solved culturally like you're saying like you have ways of sort of adjusting i don't know personally if i think that they should you know disconnect should not count you i mean obviously people shouldn't disconnect but that might happen to somebody i mean you you mentioned to me one time and i think i experienced this once that the condor for some reason has a high probability yep. to like get crashes higher in CQC. probability yes yes higher i i remember crashing out of a game one time and, and couldn't get back in i just never changed the ship you know it's, it's always yes. starting on the default condor and that goes back so, to frontiers networking issues i mean the other day i had an, an issue that had never happened to me before i i got killed in cqc and then re uh you know you get relaunched and when i relaunched i none of my cockpit was viewable in front of me i couldn't move <laughs> i couldn't fly i could see all the other ships flying around in the distance the match was still going on and i was just there in some weird spectator mode where i couldn't do anything and no no timer for how much time was left in the match nothing so i didn't know what to do i just sat there for a little bit and then i went downstairs grabbed a cup of coffee came back up and <laughs> the next match had started so it was it was weird stuff like that happens but back to the farming there's here's another cool <laughs> another interesting one what's the length that somebody has gone there's another guy i god I, i'm not going to call him out by name who's who's uh farming uh cqc kills he's doing it with his main character and seven alts somebody somebody's actually got a spreadsheet going to keep track of it what what people they we managed to get into his games once in a while because one of his alts will disconnect so then you end up in this match and you see all these uh you know so like virtual machines probably for i don't know how he's doing it but he's got seven accounts 
or he's got eight accounts total in his main account. He's he's just kill farming, and uh, you can tell the alt because all of them have zero kills and just a bunch of deaths. And you know, and they've got yeah. you know, you know, they're they're not rank zero because you get points just for being in matches. So I know man for that. He's doing that. I that just is just to try to get yeah, I mean, the elite rank. He's doing that. And some people, you know, they're like, why doesn't he just go into capture the flag? There'd be far less chance of any of us ending up in one of his games because nobody <laughs> ever, you know, you never are gonna get a random capture the flag game. Yeah. And he could he could just it wouldn't go be harder to win, there. right? No, it wouldn't be harder to win. He could still just get the kills he needs, you know, capture the flag once <laughs> and then just murder his alts over and over and over again would be way faster and less chance of him having gotten busted because the one guy you know on that, that Discord has a spreadsheet that has all of his alts names and everything now. That is so funny because like that proves that this person has put enough thought into this that they um uh, uh like like to create all these systems that probably virtual machines to to run and like log into the game. Um technically if there's no bot controlling the game once they log in, then I guess that's not botting. But obviously this is still like violating yeah. the rules. But he, they put this much thought into being able to set that all up and not enough thought into going, oh, we'll just go into the mode that nobody plays. Yeah, yeah. Well, he probably didn't know enough about it. He's like, I'm just going to get the, I want CQC rank, so I just this is the mode that yeah. I would use to kill them. You know, I, I don't know. That's cr- so crummy. Like, why it, do you yeah. want CQC rank? Especially if you're, yeah, if you're not going to be good at it. I just, I just why it's the okay. practice and the fun. I don't they know. They just want the trophy. Oh, it's yeah. a participation ribbon kid. So, but yeah, I just felt Terrible. like whining tonight. How's that? That sounds awesome. Yeah. I know. I agree with you, Chig. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was fun. It's you not guys about actually CQC. hopping in CQC the other night. That was, that was neat. Dubs and oh, tracks yeah. I actually like to do CQC from time to time. Um, yeah. It's great. I like to I like to jump into something where the game mechanics are completely different. The power distributors don't act the same, and the ships don't fly the same. <laughs> it's like, what is happening? <laughs> it's so different. <laughs> they they fly they fly pretty close to in game. The distributor works a little bit differently. It's more of an exponential curve. Um, yeah, it's definitely different. But they move. That's they, for sure. They move so slow. You're not used to flying sh- ships at yeah. that speed. Yeah, it's like, they, what do you mean one kilometer and he's out of my reach with my lasers? This is nonsense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, um, That's why you don't start shooting until you get within 600. The distributor, be, uh, uh, like going from what you're saying, it favors moving it more even. Right? Exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. absolutely. Which, I mean, frankly, like in the main game, combat favors moving your distributor around. But... Really, like you're just going to get nowhere in CQC if yeah, you're not CQC, constantly flipping yeah, that thing. You around. have to. I mean, two pips to shields, you might as well have zero. Yeah, you need to have four. If you're getting mm. shot, you want to have all four. And, you know, that's without a doubt. And speed, you know, filling up your. If you want to be boosting, you need all four pips in your engines. And then you can boost, not nonstop, but pretty damn close. I'm so spoiled to perma boosting that I I got in that CQC <laughs> match and I was like, 
this is some bullshit, man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm used to perma boosting on two pips. Where's the engineer? No. So I got to get the yeah. engineer. <laughs> yeah. So. Okay, guys. Uh, one more thing I want to mention: uh, com- community comms, as I call it, I guess, or as it's called. Um, Primetime Casual has created a little elite quiz show, and so far, there's two out of three episodes released. Unless he put out another one today, and I, I didn't, I didn't actually check. Um, featuring Ascorbius, uh, Edelweiss, uh, Greatest, and Wotherspoon. Doing a little bit of uh, head-to-head trivia, basically uh, getting into all kinds of different things. So, um, anyway, it's fun. Um, he's been sharing the links on Discord, and um, there apparently they did a big session, and then he's chopping it up into different into videos. They're they're not even that long. Great little thing, fitting in between other stuff you're doing. It's cool. All right, link in the show notes. Um, I don't have anything left in this episode besides cheese and possibly beer. All right, I'll do cheese. Uh, this week's cheese. Friggin' do it. White cheddar cheese. Now, you may ask, what's the difference between regular cheddar cheese and white cheddar cheese? Uh, the color. D- dye. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> uh, That's it. Yeah, if, if orange, you know, what you see normally is like the orange-colored cheddar cheese. They dye it. Um, the reason they do that is because cheddar cheese... So it's be- not alive anymore. Well, uh, I see what you did there. No, but uh, what cheesy. they feed the cows over the course of the year, when they're eating a lot of greens in the summer, it'll have a different shade of yellowish, orangish than it will in the winter when it'll be more whitish when they're eating like hay rather than greens. So so they decided to make it Wait. more appetizing and more consistent. They dye it <laughs> so it's the same color year round. Now, the white cheddar cheese, and you'll be like, well, it tastes different. Not if they're aged the same. They're going to taste right. pretty much pretty much identical. If you got two cheeses aged a year, they're going to taste identical, whether they're white or orange. And so Typically, when you find the aged cheddars, they're white. At least that's what I find most it of the It can be, yes. And, and a really good aged white cheddar, if you look at it close, you can almost see like little crystals in it almost if when it gets aged it gets yeah. so sharp man oh yeah it's it's good stuff <laughs> stay cheesy everybody it's really funny i thought like you're part way through that you're talking about what the cows are eating and i was gonna say like wait they dye it inside the cow <laughs> uh, turns out that's not where he was going with that but anyway i had a lot of fun there no for no a but second. like the milk will stay pretty consistent color when it comes out because of the way that light reflects up ref- Refract reflects off of milk. Refracts, reflects. I don't know. I don't know science. Refracts but, as if it's passing once, through. Once it's turned into a cheese and it's it's you know, uh, I, I lost the words for cheese making. But once they start going through the, through the process of cheese making, Cheesed. the color the color comes out from the enzymes from what they were eating. So yeah, it it, it and I, I suppose if you went to the store, some people would see a cheddar cheese that's like a different shade of orangish that's weird or a weird yellow, and they'd be like, "I'm not buying that one." So for consistency, mm. they've dyed it, and it's this isn't a new phenomenon. Apparently, this has been going on for centuries. But yeah, nice. Yeah. Wow, right. I truly learned, learned a every lot day. Today. Yeah. <laughs> You, I go to the store and I'm just like, cheese is cheese. <laughs> well, it's it's funny because like you find oh, yeah, recipes that call tingles. for white cheddar, right, instead yeah. of yellow cheddar, and that's I didn't not I didn't know that it was just that it was dyed. No, yep. 
So why why does white queso at the Mexican restaurants taste better than the yellow queso? Well, that's the yellow queso is just cheddar. It's just cheese whiz that they've. I don't know the difference. Cheese. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what cheeses they use. <laughs> yeah, they're they're, they're going to be using a lot of. You could go back through the list of cheeses in the show, and I'm sure a few of the cheeses that are used in those those quesos you get at the Mexican restaurant have been used. It's typically not cheddar. Hmm. All right. So. Thanks. Uh, I'm calling this off. Um, fun episode. Thanks for joining me, Chig, Dubs, Data, Nurgle, Hate. And thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review on your podcast app. And feel free and, in fact, encouraged to join us on Discord at discord.io slash loose screws. It's fun. You know, Yay. probably. Yeah. Uh, and check out the merch store we have at loosescrewsed.com for mugs, T-shirts, hoodies, and more. And come see us on Monday uh, where we're going to take a carrier out to Pamesh and run around and hopefully blow up and, you know, have and some fun. And hopefully next week's great. show will be a lot of Odyssey talk. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, also, Hopefully you we'll be describing how... What oh, I forgot to think? Craig. Craig hung in the entire episode. What? Yeah, well, he hung in all the last episode too, but his his the files that he produced <laughs> were still all fucked up, and I couldn't use them. So anyway, uh, I don't I don't believe anything until the episode's actually in the podcast feed. That's the point where I stop sweating about it at this point. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, thanks everybody. That's that's gonna do it for us here at Loose Screws, the loosest and the screwiest podcast in the whole galaxy. Um, well, next time we'll be either in Odyssey or in Servo Limbo. So, oh, God, that's that. Good night. Bye-bye.